and action and welcome everybody this is pmp weekly episode 228 today is 24th of november we're recording this on a friday because next week will be where waldeck actually it's not next week it's as you're watching this week it, as we are watching well week. depending on watching, when you're watching yeah. this so again we're gonna be point at of ESPC recording 23 in amsterdam <laughs> in the netherlands yes, that is correct. everybody's coming to my turf Yes, yes. We'll we'll talk about definitely on the Amsterdam and, and feedback from there as well within the show, within the upcoming episodes after the Amsterdam setup. Anyway, um episode 2023. Uh, my name is Sasha I'm a principal product manager in Microsoft 365 with me as a co-host. Trying well, to remember these things. Yes. Hey everybody, my name is Valdas and I'm cloud developer advocate for Microsoft 365 and Microsoft. Excellent. And today we have an interview with Kat Snyder. Uh, she is a Microsoft BizApps MVP uh, and, and been around for a long, long, long time. A relatively recent MVP, actually. I think it was from June this year. Right. Uh, and she's working in end site named company as a power platform developer. So we talk about what does that mean and, and experiences and transitioning. And she has a, of course, a lot of knowledge across the Microsoft 365 uh, as well. Um, but I guess without any further ado, Let's jump on the interview with Kat. That rhymes. Welcome, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Valdek. Now, welcome, Kat, on the PMP Weekly episode uh, 228, I guess, is this one. Um, so thank you for joining uh, on the chat. Let's start with the basics. Who are you and what do you do for a living? Uh, OK. Well, I am Kat Schneider, which should explain a whole lot. Maybe not. but. Who knows? Um, here we go. Uh, Kat Schneider, I'm an MVP for business applications just recently as of June of this year. Um, I work for a little, thank you, a little company out in Napa Valley, California called Insight. Um, they're an MSP and I am the power platform developer for the company. So I'm helping our, our clients move from Excel spreadsheets into power platform and, cool. and all of the like. Yeah. So, wow, that is yeah. so cool. That is the most exciting field because most, you know, the biggest opportunities for things to turn into an app are in Excel, right? Yes, yes, exactly. I've got one right now that I just went through. And I mean, it's hundreds of Excel workbooks. <laughs> and I was just, whew, that's a lot, guys. <laughs> that makes me almost immediately want to ask, what is the most complex What's the right word for it Out outrageous absurd cre creative yeah. use of excel you've ever seen oh well i mean we can talk about the things that i've done in excel long before i found sharepoint <laughs> 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 so i used to work for the state of florida um i worked at department of environmental protection then i worked at the florida department of transportation but while i was at uh environmental protection i actually created an excel workbook that I pushed a button in the workbook and it logged into the EPA data website, went in to all of the places that it needed to go to and downloaded millions and millions and millions of records of data that we all had to review cool. once a year, basically, just with a single push of a button. And then in all itself. of that information, yeah, all of it uploaded into SharePoint. Was that a VPA? VPA? Typical yeah. VPA script? Yes, yes. Yes, macros. Yes, yeah. macros. Oh, yes. good old days. Good old days. <laughs> yes. And have you recorded them, like press the record and then click around, or just actually wrote them in v VBA? So it took me the longest time to realize there was a macro recorder. <laughs> 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 so 
I learned all of the VBA. Then I found out about the macro recorder. And then I was like, this is trash. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, it works if you don't know macros and you don't know true. VBA. True. But, yeah, true. you true. know, oh, when you, you do get, know it, when you press record, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, what, yeah. are, what are you doing? What, yeah, exactly. what is like, this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's so much easier if you would X, Y, and Z as opposed to all of that, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So Now, has that VPA experience helped you the right stuff on the Power Platform? Just out of curiosity. Oh, 100%. Um, I will say it was an interesting uh, jump into the Power Apps, if you will, because I went from VBA into Power Apps. And it at the time, I actually had a mentor who was our, um, our CIO for the organization. And uh, he loved, loved programming. Like he was just in Python on a regular basis, just programming, just because he wanted to keep his skills sharp. Because, you know, he's the CIO. He needs to know what our uh, programmers are doing and, you know, keeping up with all of that. So I learned a lot from him. But I'm the one time I got into Power Apps, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. So I got the headphones, noise-canceling headphones on. I had the hoodie on. I had the computer screens open. And I went all night I, long. My husband I'm came in. out. I'm, <laughs> in. I'm, like, I'm a hacker. I'm in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I literally spent all night going through all of the, the bits and pieces that I found in a sample. And I was just like, I'm going to figure this thing out. And I did eventually figure it out. And it was the greatest thing I had ever done. So that is so cool. That is so that cool. Was, I mean, like, that was, we lost yeah. Dessa. No, no, no. Yeah, I'll he, be back in a second. He, he does that all the time. You, you talk to him and then he's gone. And you're like, well, you're talking to the chair now. I there he goes. There's a dog was, instead like, of him. Screen. <laughs> Yeah, like what? Are, what is he doing? He's going to dr dress. Ah. It was cold. He's cold. There you go. Like you. No, 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 no. It's the, the... He got cold. You mean the hacker look? Oh, oh yes, that look. Yes, and then ah. you you need to say I'm in. The sunglasses and everything. I'm in. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm missing I'm that and that one. And, yeah, so. Here we go. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> I can give that I have a seven screens. out of ten <laughs> for the effort. Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I have like twenty-five of these uh, from many, 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 many years. So I can uh, always see. Find I don't them. have any of the Microsoft ones. I'm hoping to yeah. get one at Summit. We'll see. You'll definitely get, and hopefully you can join MVP Summit on next uh, uh, March. Now the dog is concerned. That, I, I've I already got it. Put away on my calendar. Oh, there Ask we go. Ask for time off cool. and everything. Cool. Oh, there we go. There you go. <laughs> it's in. actually pretty hot. Man. Pretty, pretty <laughs> hot in here. I can't do this. <laughs> so I don't have a it's hoodie. Fine. <laughs> I am not in. <laughs> <laughs> I have hoodies uh, all around me. I'm in Florida, but I'm also always cold. Yeah. So. Well, I guess that's the aircon problem. What we keep on having in the US, whatever reason you are, always put the <laughs> aircon max. So, yeah, my husband works outside, so he's he's got the temperature down all the time, and I'm I, I'm warm bodied. So yep. we'll be here in the winter, sixty degrees outside, and I will have a little space heater on in my room, and my husband and child will like, nope, we're not going in there. It's not happening. That's a sauna. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
well you, you you're just talking about a thing that that the person there not like knows about way more so like sona's like maybe wait 60 fahrenheit <laughs> sona that's not yeah, you know, it'll it be 60 on. degrees yeah. outside, and then I have the space heater on in my oh, room, and they're like, that's a sauna. We're not yeah. going in oh, there. Oh, but it's like <laughs> that, yeah. that, that, would, that would still go to, what, 100 degrees, like 110? I, I'm a, very, a good comfortable at 110. That's so There you go. Nice. That's not sauna, right? right yeah, <laughs> the sauna is 170. Fahrenheit or <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the very pregnant woman who walked out of the business business building in the middle of august and went and sat in my car with it off just doors closed and just sat there because i was frozen solid <laughs> wow <laughs> i was just like please i sat in that for eight hours i need warmth now <laughs> okay okay we will know like if we ever get to organize any events we will we will get you extra socks yes <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is my thing i'm still looking for clippy socks man I'm that like, would be nice. Yeah. I want yeah. some list socks, some SharePoint socks, some Clippy socks. That's all I'm asking I for. I think <laughs> Cli Clippy is a bit of a challenging thing because I think officially we should not be promoting that as a, <laughs> if I'm understood the situation in general. Yeah, unless, unless it's you tongue know. in the cheek for, for those yeah, who get yeah, yeah. the kind of the reference yeah, nostalgia a, thing, right? So correct. It's not, yeah. Correct. Yes. So there's a certain level of a concern. So always on I can, I can be nostalgic about my socks. Yes. 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 Mm. yes. Okay, let's get back on. <laughs> <laughs> that that was an interesting detour. <laughs> so, one of many to come, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, uh, anyway, on on as you transform the Excel and, and stuff, there's no access involved, right? Just double checking. So, are you doing so access actually, as well? that's what that's kind of my transition. I went from Excel into Access. Yep. And. That was a funny story because I had built an application in Access that went out and connected to Google Maps, that connected to our internal databases, connected into everything. And I was asking my developer friend, and I said, like, hey, so I need to access all of our internal documents with this application. I was like, can you come up and take a look at this with me? So we sat down. I showed him all of the doodads and bells and whistles and all of that. And He's looking at it and he just stops and he's like, you built this? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I built this. I built You're it for all of, all of our, <laughs> our call center people so that they can get access to what they need whenever somebody calls in. Yep. And he's like, yeah, but you built this from scratch. And I was like, yeah, I built that. He's like, why are you not in California? He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, why are you working in government? You like your mind needs to be working on all of the, You could be making so much more. And I was like, yeah, but that's not the thing. I'm not doing this to make money. Like, I'm doing this to help out my people. Like, yep. I, I've always been about my people, like making sure my people have the tools that they need. I'm willing to ride the struggle bus so that others don't have to. Mm. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. That's a, that's that, a great mental mindset for community stuff as well. So, good to yeah. And, and it's 100% like we had the at MPPC, we had the community thing with April and David and Hugo yep. and all of them and they brought me up on stage um to kind of talk about my involvement in the community and they're they were like what so what is it that drives you about the community and it's like it's the people yep like it really is i i don't know how else to describe it other than it's the people i enjoy helping people try and figure out some of the things that i might have struggled with yep and and making it somewhat like easier to break down and understand mm -hmm. so 
And this is like because so so you get to work with a lot of folks. You get to hear a lot of struggles, and you help folks. In other words, like you put your work out there for folks to use, but also I can imagine for folks to criticize. Does that happen? And if so, how do you deal with that? Um, I haven't had much criticisms. More like I haven't been out there as long as most people. I just it's something like I've I've been building community forever. I've been building community. Um, and getting into the MVP program, I was actually, I was surprised because while I had been building community in the government spaces, MVP was not anything that was in my mind as something that was attainable because I was government and yep. government is completely outside and forbidden from participating in the MVP program. Uh, so it was that. never something that I thought was attainable. And then at MPPC 22, somebody had come up to me and they're like, hey, have you ever thought about MVP? And I was like, no, I'm in government, never <laughs> crossed my mind. And so like, it's at that point in time, I actually, I was, it was a crazy ride for me because I was in government. I'd been in government almost 15 years. And at MPPC, I had already had one offer from the company that I'm working for now. And in the middle of that week, I got another offer from Microsoft. <laughs> And so I had to make a decision if I was going to go with Microsoft or this other company. And I ended up deciding to go with the other company just because they like it was a company that I already fit with. I yep. met all these people. It was just, they were about community. They were about bringing people up, helping people along. Like it was about people for them. And then I just I was like, oh, OK, this is this is the company for me. This is mm -hmm. where I should be. This is who I should be working with. And then Microsoft, and I'm not going to lie, Microsoft came at me with a bunch of numbers. <laughs> like, oh, okay. There oh, were a lot of them. Yeah. And for somebody who's working in state government, it was very hard for me to comprehend those numbers at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I went back and I talked to the company and they, I was like, listen, this is what Microsoft is offering. I mean, I know you guys are a whole 140 people strong. You would never be able to compete with Microsoft, but would you be willing? And sure enough, they came back a couple of minutes later. Absolutely. Like there was no counter negotiation. It was just, yep, yep. we're going to do it. Brilliant. Like, Brilliant. Oh. That, that only proves the point that you're in the right place, right? That they yeah. really want you to work with them. And that is really cool. Yeah. Right? That, that so, you can find and that kind of place. And it, and of course, it's not like Microsoft is out of question in the future. Uh, it's exactly. just a you can always come back and and find that uh, career in Microsoft as well. We can we can always throw more numbers at you, <laughs> right? <laughs> now that I have a little bit more comprehension. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, it would have been crazy just to be there, like at Microsoft, like in this transition. Because I mean, what was going on in Ignite last week? Just. I, I don't. Spe speaking of which, your favorite announcement, and you only get to pick one. Your favorite announcement from Ignite Twenty Three. There were so many of them. But you only get to pick one. Favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, so I'm still trying to go and process through all of these. I don't know. I I'd have to say the Copilot Studio. That was pretty exciting. I know it's like the consumption of PVA into it but the fact that we have the ability to have our own co-pilots and building our own co-pilots like that's yep. really exciting for me 
And it's really exciting for me because being the power platform developer for my company, part of my quarterly goals, if you were, is to have webinars, host webinars for our clients. And now I have all of this material to talk about co-pilots for our clients and how co-pilots are going to change the game for them. If only we could somehow manage to figure out the Microsoft 365 co-pilot for small, medium-sized businesses. <laughs> we hear patience, you. patience. Yeah, I, yes. I guess you. you're not the only one who's asking that. We'll get there for sure. Uh, we just need to be a bit patient there. So. Yeah. Now, I, I like to like throw in a little jab every now and again. I know it's coming, but you know, just a reminder <laughs> <laughs> that we're still out here. We're How still about waiting. Now. <laughs> yeah. Now. No. Yeah. Tomorrow, maybe. No. Yeah. So. That, that would be super if you could somehow manage to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's certainly it's going to happen, but uh, we'll see when. So yeah. but that, that's true. And anyway, having then potentially the uh, options of creating your own copilot, integrating that with Microsoft 365 copilot, and having API discussions and all of that stuff maybe in the future would be really, really cool. So again, yeah. there's a lot I, of interesting opportunities there for sure. Yeah, I will say that the one thing that I'm really looking forward to with this M365 copilot and just all of that is making my job more accessible to me. Yeah. Like, I have ADHD. Like, it's it's no... It's not something that I've I've hidden. It's something I've been very open about. It's been something that I've been living with for almost eight years now, where it's been a struggle for me. But knowing that I had ADHD, it's a matter of trying, like, trial and error, see what works. Yep. Copilot is just, it's changing the game. Just from what I've been able to do with chat GPT and just the Bing copilot are we calling yep. it Bing Copilot or is it Microsoft uh, Copilot <laughs> nowadays? Yes, we just okay. renamed that last week. Yes. yes. <laughs> but like all the things that I've been able to accomplish with yep. that, like getting over that initial, how do I do this? How do I get started on that? That has been yeah. so significant. So can, can you elaborate on that one a bit? Because so what I mean is that, is that the, the chaos as in you don't know how to get started, procrastination, all of that stuff. But then you go to the chat and say, how do I get started? You can actually ask from the yeah. chat and then it gives you it, a starting point. It's plan. crazy because like there are times where I'm like, I have ideas. It's not that I'm incapable of coming up with ideas. It's just yeah. I have so many ideas. It's hard to get a hold of them and put yeah. them in some manageable order. And so being able to go to Copilot or ChatGPT or whatever and just say, hey, I need an idea for this but prompting it in the correct way so that I get out of it what I need, that has yep. been the true test. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 so, and that's why GPTs, which OpenAI released or announced a few weeks back was really interesting because again, then it's no longer you for you to understand prompting and system prompting and prompt engineering. You will have a dedicated a chat, which is already fine-tuned for that particular mm-hmm. use case. And I, I guess, uh, the, our co-pilot studio thinking is heading to the same direction as well. So that you as a designer of the co-pilot can actually define the system prompt and adjustments and all of that. So you don't have to, as an end user, I, I, I'm pretty sure that within a few years, as an end user, you don't need to be a prompt engineer. Uh, you don't need to yeah. understand what that is. Uh, it's all fine-tuned for you in a more easier way. 
So. Yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting ride these next couple of years because I can foresee many developers who were developers, true pro developers going, hey, I'm going to go into the AI space and I'm going to work on this and I'm going to start developing co-pilots and, and GPTs and all of that. Like I even built a GPT just for myself when yep. they announced the, what was it, a couple of weeks ago at Open yep. AI Days or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was yep. like, hey. I can go in here and I can make my own GPTs. And I made myself a um, an accessibility GPT. I give it an image. I'm like, hey, write me the the alt text for this. Yep. That's that's, really that's cool. all I have to do. Yeah. Yep. Just, that's really cool. Like nice. Yeah. And and it's exactly that. Like these, you start with small things, and then you understand like, hey, like what what can I use this thing for more? Well, right, right. And then you kind of yeah. go from from there, helping you as you say, like get more grip on your work that's really uh um inspiring yeah it, it's it's just it helps me do the things that i need to do that i i can do but it gives me something to start with because yeah, not all the time so, is is the so, text right yep. so but, but so if you think about your work like so much of, of it is in your head mm -hmm. how much do you need to explain it up front so that it, it is able to help you prioritize pick the things whatever versus does it just get it off from from a bullet list or, or something i think it really just depends on what it is that i'm trying to do so like there will be times where i'm trying to write a blog post and I'm like okay i know what i want my blog post to be about i'm just not sure how to get started with it and yeah. so i'm i will say hey give me just an outline of a blog post, this is what I'm trying to go with. And it'll go out there to spit out, hey, you can do this, that, the other, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of times it's trying to write the whole thing for me. And I'm like, no, 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 pause, time out. I don't need all of that. <laughs> I will fill in the meat and potatoes. I just need the bones. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Huh, interesting, interesting. So is it because you want to write because you like to write or is it because you have your own way the way you write the way you phrase things and you want that to be clear you want it to be yours as opposed to coming out of ai it's not even necessarily that so what i struggle with is writing just in general like i i'm almost positive i have some form of dyslexia and i like i've always kind of noticed it throughout the years but it's never been something that has hindered me from doing anything I think just what comes between the ADHD and potentially dyslexia is writing and getting my thoughts out in a linear structure. And so with chat GPT, I can go to it and I'm like, listen, this is what I want to write about. I just need an outline and then it can help me outline. And then I go from there and I fill in with the information because a lot of the time chat GPT does get it wrong and it's not, I don't want to put wrong information out there. I also don't want sure. AI to be the one putting the information out there because AI likes to hallucinate just a little. So yep. you know, <laughs> likes, likes to put out some wrong information. <laughs> I've caught it which, one which too looks many times. Perfect, by the way. It's quite often it looks like, yeah, this is smart and but this yeah. is completely wrong. Yes, so. It totally makes sense. But you start asking it where it gets the information from, and it's like Oh no! It's this that no 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 no. Where did you get it from? <laughs> oh look, squirrel. Yeah. Yes. Oh look over there. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's 
it's been definitely it helps out like 100 percent, it helps out and anybody who says that ai is going to take our jobs i don't think has understood what it means to yep. use ai like if i can take a step back to a couple of years ago i actually went to school for studio art i actually went to school for two things i started i went for biology graduated started working for the state and found out that the state would pay for credit hours um so I went back to school for studio art and I learned ceramics and ceramics is very much a neolithical type art. It is an ancient art. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it is something that has been around forever because we obviously have entire branches of social sciences dedicated to it, but it's an art that is still going it's something that people are still doing yep. and for people who accept that art is changing and accept that the tools are changing they're able to incorporate some of those tools into their art and make something that can is so much more just what is going on here like this is incredible so mm -hmm. to just completely discount the new tools that we have available to us is to just cut your nose off in spite of your face like mm, yeah i get it i get it but but i think you can go about it in two ways right because like especially over the last few years uh there's been going on like a, a, at least i've seen in a few things especially around craft there's been like this going to basics like doing it the sure. way we used to do it in the past and whether that's uh being i don't know like for for forging knives or access or building things like building chairs out of wood like you know like going mm -hmm. really like yes we know we have these tools so we can you know there's just like poop out chairs in thousands <laughs> you it's a minute but we don't want that we want to have bespoke and we don't want them to be straight and if you put five in a row they're all not quite the same so we wanted that we want that yep. authentic way of doing things that we used to do and it's kind of this interesting thing where I wonder if we ever get that with you. You, you probably see a, a, a lot of the same thing with apps. Like there are apps that are just like you know, dime a dozen. Like it's the same thing, cookie cutter things. You know, there's interfaces like it's the same thing. And there's like somebody came up with a brand new idea to do things in a different way. And whether that's new UX or whether that's new design paradigms or something else, but there's this kind of two-way things where we want to do things at scale quickly, solve problems and move on. And then there's this art way of approaching it, you know, and sure. doing mm -hmm. it in a unique bespoke way. Even if we, if we know that it costs way more than it will eventually yield and we do it just for the fun, fun of it. Yeah. I am very much a person who believes that whenever you're trying to learn something new, you have to play with it. Yeah. If if you're just doing it just to do it, it doesn't really stick. But if you're playing with it, 100 percent, you'll you'll get you'll start to understand it a lot more. And yeah. so, like, I've even put forth a couple of um, workshops with Keith Atherton um, for MPPC or not MPPC. That's not yet M365 and EPPC, yeah. where the whole intent of this is for us to have fun like complete shenanigans, but, you know, let's just have fun for people to learn how to use the power platform. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. we, we like, we, 
we 100% want to get people, you know, certified. So we want people to, you know, have the tools and the information that they need in order to go in and take those those first couple of certifications for the Power Platform. But we want people to have fun with it. Yep. And so I'm I'm hoping if I can put this out to the you know, the workshop gods or whatever, like <laughs> hey, pick our pick our session because we're gonna have fun with it. And I mean, it's it's wonder, gonna be fun. It's gonna I be wonder, great. I, I wonder to what degree. You will not only help people to learn Power Platform, but you will help people discover something about themselves and actually learn to learn. True, which yeah. is important as well. Yes, it's they it's, don't teach you how to learn at school. No, they don't. They really don't. And actually, I take I take that slightly back because when I went to art, like went through the whole art side of things, I learned more about learning, taking art than I did about biology, like going through biology, because it was about self exploration mm. it was here are the the starting tools that you need now go out there and find whatever else it is that you need in order to make your art is that is that that analogy right so is it could you say it the same way right like if you get to play with tech or whatever stuff and you explore things you get you get to uh le learn more than if you have a job to do clear task time is money you know you gotta ship it and then you kind of cut the corners do it you know like yes you, you you do your thing but you don't necessarily spend the time to really grasp it understand it go to the bottom of it so is that is that kind of the a concept there that if you have more time to explore you learn things because you connect it to everything around you i think so because even like the students that went through biology those that had internships those that had the resources or the ability to go out and explore further outside the main coursework, those were the ones that learned more or were able to figure out what it is that they were interested in and they could go out and tinker and figure it out, this, that, the other. So just being able to like explore the things that interest you, I think is really where you end up learning the most, which kind of goes back to the ADHD you know find what interests you and then literally just learn all of the things about it <laughs> that's why we can hear trade. you <laughs> coming coming back on the the, the vpa vpa macro discussion that comes back on tinkering and playing around and testing things and all of that stuff and then that comes to be your experience and you get to have that background and then it's easier to use those skills again on power platform so you know yeah. having that time to play around with things and testing things that's experience um yeah. and also, then that experience helps yeah it also may have to do with the fact that i worked at toys r us for you know five years six years so the whole idea of play is just ingrained into my system yeah. but yeah. you know i i am a child and i i will never grow up <laughs> that's good never grow up. don't have to I don't have, have to exactly <laughs> i mean i don't know if there's any evidence of this anywhere nope. no, <laughs> no 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 evidence. nothing to see there well, it's just one a of the things one of the things you point on there which might not be obvious to everybody it, it is to us because you pointed out to us too is that bluish award there with the letters mvp <laughs> yes. yes 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 exactly that thing <laughs> that thing yes so you imagine you got it uh, this year in June, right? Mm-hmm. What's changed? Um, my networking, like 100% has been networking, but I think mostly it's just 
having access to, I think, the, the product groups and being able to see some of the things that are coming out and being able, like, that has been probably the most mind-boggling, crazy change for me because I was first MVP at our company. And when I got it, everybody was like super stoked, but they were like, that's great, but okay, so what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and really it, it has been super beneficial, especially like with Ignite. I'm like, hey guys, there's all of this stuff. You guys really should pay attention to these specific <laughs> sections. And hey, there's all of this information that's changing. I can't tell you anymore because NDA, but this is some information that we really do need to know. But it also helps me when we're trying to come up with strategies to help with our clients and what they've got going on for the next year to be able to say, hey, so I can't say anything about specifics, but I can tell you that we probably should move away from this kind of messaging and move more towards this kind of messaging. Yep. And I, has to, you, has, I would go there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has, to, has to access on the on product groups helped uh, you understand more how things work in Microsoft? Or has there been kind of this kind of a, oh, interesting. This is this is what investing thinks. Okay, now I understand. Uh, because obviously every now and then people might be frustrated on when something doesn't happen immediately and all of that. I wouldn't say that it's it's given me that kind of insight. I've gotten more of that insight just from not necessarily the PGIs, yeah. but the actual conversations. Like I, I, at MPPC, I ended up having an entire night out with the uh, Power Pages team and, yep. and Priya over there and, and talking to her and Bobby and getting all of the information. <laughs> Priya even sat me down. She's like, here, tell me all of your problems. I was like, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And somehow I managed to get a few drinks out of that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, That's a great deal, it, by it the way. Only proves, <laughs> it only proves the point, right? That feedback to us at Microsoft is invaluable. We it need is. to hear. We build products for everybody out there, but we cannot do it alone. We need to hear yeah. from you folks. What's wrong? Where can we do better? How can we improve? What challenges you have? What things you're like, basically the same thing. Like when we originally apparently shipped Excel, it was like, it was supposed to be this thing. And then apparently what was the number one thing people use Excel for? tables because it was just super convenient to make make, make tables in right and it was yep. it never occurred to us like it wasn't our intention and yet it became the thing right it only proves the point that we need to hear like there's the you know the intended way for people to use what what we build and then then there is the reality what people actually try to do and they're like you're doing what yeah it's, That's it's it's what i say all the time to people is we don't know what we don't know you can yep. build your product yep. and you can see this is what we're going to use it for. But at the end of the day, it's the end user that's going to use that product. And if you're not aware of how they're intending to use it or what they're they're intending to do with it or how, what other crazy innovative ways that they are using it, sure. then you don't intend to build it that way. So. Yeah. And that's Just, why actually yeah. so many product groups and PMs are interested on in having those discussions with MVPs. So always, yeah. always a bit coach the PMs on, okay, so there might be some constructive feedback as well, uh, because they might yeah. be a the bit great, do, like, but... It goes two ways. It goes two yeah, ways, Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So. Yeah. Like I've, I've been talking with the Microsoft designer team, I think since February, and I even, I found out about Copilot before Copilot came like out as a thing. They were like, what do you think about this term Copilot? And I like... I was like, 
what? And then it seems like the next week, everything was co-pilot. <laughs> and you're like, it was crazy. <laughs> but like, I've been, I've been talking with them and, and working with them and trying to come up with ways of, of using it. And I, when I first got into it, I was like, Hey, listen, so I come from a government background and specifically what we were using, like some of these tools for, this would be perfect for this, but yep. the way that it's currently set up, it's not manageable in that type of space. It mm. needs to have X, Y, and Z in order to be used in that space. Yes. And, and that's so actually really, that's the core for PMs and, and Microsoft to understand. Basically, it's not just providing, you know, capabilities, but scenarios, scenarios, scenarios. And that, that's yeah. what we're trying to always ask. Don't ever come, well, it's good to say that something isn't broken and this wasn't doing what I was expecting. Cool. What was your scenario? What were you trying to achieve? Is the key yeah, thing. But also, but also, you know, the reality. There's difference. Like, it's one thing to say I'm a PM on a product, but it's a whole different game to build a product like that is B B two C versus B two B, or where the other B is enterprise or a government. Like, that's sure. a different game because you have all the things like regulation, compliance, security, and so forth and so on, which aren't a thing in a B B two C world, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, there's so like anytime I'm sitting down with it seems like the product group, I'm like, but don't forget about GCC because you know, and they're GCC like, what? Just, <laughs> just yes. forgotten what about that? all the time. Yes. Well, not necessarily forgetting about the problem with GCC and government is, is, is one of those things again. Should we wait until everything is compliant, uh, ready to go there as well, or should we go yeah. live with this without GCC support? Get the feedback and make it better, and then put the GCC support on it. it it's a really hard balance yeah. and then of course gcc customers are like why aren't you taking us into account it's like no 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 yeah no. There, there's a there's a lot and actually i i found my way into the whole conversation with microsoft to begin with because of our customer success manager for state and local governments so i had been working with her previously and just through conversations she was like well you know if you ever wanted to work at microsoft and i was like <laughs> I'm sorry. Not what? Again, not the that first again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that yeah. was before numbers. Because yeah, this but... was all like I was still in government. I was like, what? No, no. I would like Microsoft would never want me. Like I, well, I don't have do. a developer yeah, yeah. background. Apparently we do. Why not? That's really yeah. good. So. so, hey, I've got the MVP now. So you know, there's yeah, the road exactly. to Microsoft right there. <laughs> that, is, that, that is a proven road to Microsoft. Guess what? Somebody yeah. in this call is a really good example of that road. Right, Waldek? Yes. For me, yeah. Yes. yes. So, so. No, it's, it's been good. I've, I've enjoyed having this MVP, just having access to all of the other MVPs, having access to project uh, product management groups or product groups. Words. They're not my friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Now, the, on, on that particular topic, I know that we need to start wrapping up uh, pretty fast, but what would be, from your perspective, what is the value for your employer around the MVP? We talked about it, some of that stuff already, but yeah, uh, kind it, of recapping that. It is a lot to do with being able to help um, focus our discussions with clients and being able to help guide, like, hey, let's, let's maybe not talk about this much more, just nod, wink, you know, FYI, it's, <laughs> yes. it's not it's not a good thing to talk about this anymore. Um, yeah. But just being able to have have some of the the information about some products that are coming out, and especially when I'm working with clients, 
I can help try and steer some of the product decisions with, okay, this is there. Like PVA, great tool. It's no longer PVA. And I knew about it no longer being PVA. Granted, a day before, you know, it was no longer called PVA. Um, But having some of that information ahead of time and having the conversations with the product groups ahead of time and knowing, hey, these things are changing and this is why they're changing. But having that insight into the why, like (laughs) my developer friend said I was crazy. The same one who's telling me, like, why am I not working in Silicon Valley? Why am I not in California? Because I got so upset with Excel one day that I actually went and printed out the 2016 ECMA standards for spreadsheets. And it was... I didn't know we had one or there were one. (laughs) It was several thousand pages. um, And I was bound, set, and determined to figure out how and why I couldn't get something to work in Excel. Like, I'm, I'm a person who needs to know the hows and the whys and the the who's and the what's and all of that. So having that access to the, the product groups gives me more insight into the hows and whys because otherwise I'm just out here doing the same old scientific experiments going, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. Let's test it out. Nope, yep. it didn't work. Now we yep. got to change the test. Yep. So. That's, yeah. That is actually really, really fundamental because I, I still remember when I started in Microsoft and we didn't have that documentation and some of the stuff what we were doing but we had friends who started at the same time and and we spent hours and hours every single evening after the working days just you know dissecting SharePoint at the time uh, and how does it work they must have thought about that well, if to do this and this and this there and was this. one fundamental so, d- difference right like back in the days if you wanted to know how a radio worked, like you would buy a unit disassemble it look sure. in the box sure today there sure. is a box you don't get, get any box. Like everything's well, in the cloud. Yes. You, you, and there is nothing to disassemble. Even when we started, we were able to get access on the code because that was that was the trick how we were able to figure it out because we were able, it was an on-premises deployment when I started. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you were able to dissect the code and basically yeah. have a look on it. How does it actually work nowadays? That's there's the no balance. Uh, there's you can't access the code anymore, yeah. um, which means that we need to learn by testing and and playing around. Like cats yeah, and asking people, so, like finding asking, finding the right person, like who's be, who knows that button there, yes. who built why, that. Why did they do mm-hmm. this? Uh, and then hopefully get the right answer. So yeah, like SharePoint is is my my baby. Like I love SharePoint and came from a situation where I was baptized by fire in SharePoint. Um, had to figure it all out on prem, and then right before I left, it was hey, we na- now need to migrate everything to the cloud, and so it was okay we're going to migrate everything to the cloud, get that all done. And then I ended up in this job and it's a company that we use SharePoint. We migrate our customers into SharePoint, but we're not maybe doing the best of jobs with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I may have had a couple of conversations with some people going, okay, um, we need to do better by our customers. We need to do better. And then finding out, Hey, now we've got this all new SharePoint, premium coming out and it's supposed to you know basically incorporate copilot like if we don't do what we need to do in order to help our customers get their information set up appropriate doesn't matter if there's a sharepoint premium or if there's no premium and we're trying to get a copilot working it's not going to work because the the time tested uh quote as it is garbage in garbage out so that's I was like, just about to say the other, yes. the other day there was there was this really cool slide. I think it was from um, what's his name? 
Matt. I think he made the yep. periodic table of yep. N365. There was this poo emoji in Copilot, and then you get a poo emoji in the the, the rainbow color. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like basically that. that. Like yeah, like you put That's the grid in, you will not get anything meaningful out. True. Yeah. True. It will just get something nice and pretty, but it won't be worth anything. Yeah. <laughs> it True. sounds. It seems very good at the surface, but then you look into it and you're like, nah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's it's a lot. Of, like I keep telling everybody, I'm like, it's going to be a lot of work for us yeah. internally to get what we need to do. Yes. That guy, yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be a lot of work. We have to put the work in in order to be able to get our setup just right so that Copilot's going to be able to work and make sense. Because yep. if we don't, we are going to end up with that. We're just yep. a giant, giant colorful poo. <laughs> right, right yeah. it, it is a good discussion point I, I i almost retweeted this one in twitter but then i realized that maybe if i should shouldn't because then people might get you know twitter is hard people might get, get stuff is. out of context yeah. so it's, it's yeah. it is a good definition if you explain what is intended to explain but who in yeah. who out that's just how it is so make your yeah. data structural for and by the way good learning point related on sharepoint and sharepoint premium and copilot it's capital p for sharepoint not a capital p for copilot Yes, I'm, I'm excited. I, I really, really excited to get my hands on SharePoint Premium because I want to see how it works just because I know how incredibly like useful it's going to be to people. And if I can show people some of that magic, we can get more people on board with it. Sure. So, sure. And that, of course, looking into integration with Power Platform and everything else and Copilot and there's so much yeah. cool stuff. There's sure. so much. I'm a big fan of SharePoint. And as much as people are like, no, we did this SharePoint. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't think you understand. Pretty much that's where Microsoft is headed. It is built on SharePoint. <laughs> always, <laughs> always, we've, always we've was. got all lists, all of it. It's all built on SharePoint. True, so. true. That is true as well. I mean, it de always depends on a perspective. Obviously, SharePoint people say that it's built on SharePoint, and then other people say that it's built on something else. Anyway, <laughs> it is what it's it is. Now, to be fair, it's built on servers. I, it's built on serverless. It's built on <laughs> Azure nowadays, so that's good. Uh, anyway, I, I think we need to wrap up uh, because we are otherwise going again way too long. <laughs> we could have actually continued this <laughs> for a long, long, long time. But um, thank you, Kat, for joining. Uh, we'll yes. get you back on the show for sure uh, in the future, and just to recap and see if you will be then employed by Microsoft. Who knows? If they well, come who knows? Numbers, we'll, we'll, so. It's still out there in the universe. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you never know what's going to happen in the future anyway, so we'll, we'll, exactly. we'll be lucky to have you We'll invite you back on the show at some point to talk about the next phase and what has happened. Um, but thank you for joining on this one. Really cool yes. discussion. Um, thank you for having me. A bit more me. about the background and, and power of community. Yes, community, because that's it. It's all about the people. Yes, community is all about the people. Yes, this is the the people and practices weekly, right? That's what this call is. <laughs> yes, yes, people and yes. practices. Yes, yes. Cool. Anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you, Kat, on this one. We'll jump on the weekly articles in the show um, on right, right after this one, and we'll stitch that to be a suitable video uh, as well. But thank you. Really, really cool discussion. Um, and all the best within the uh, within the MVP world and within the product and the platform. Yes. And we just need to get more access on everybody on this stuff, which was yes. around the night. <laughs> I'm going to put it in one more time. Thank you, Kat. On 365, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank, Thank you again. all for having all me. Right. Absolutely. Thanks, Ken. Bye.
Excellent. Thank you, Kat, one more time uh, on the on the great discussion. Good to have you on our show and, and a lot of interesting discussions. There would have been so much to talk about. Uh, we completely run out of time on this one, this one again. So <laughs> not that we surprisingly fair. But so on the articles this time, uh, we, we were collecting some of the community articles where the hashtag DMP Weekly has been mentioned and also uh, other interesting articles within the past few weeks. So we don't go through Microsoft articles because we recorded earlier this week and we had a lot of Ignite news. And then for the next one, we'll get back on the normal uh, cycle. And we can pretty much assume that the news cycles will slow down a bit on the IT announcements now after Thanksgiving. Um, it was, by the way, as before we go there, I have to say that yesterday was Thanksgiving um, and it was surprisingly pleasant uh, evening to work. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If it, it's not necessarily visible for you, Valdek, but it's for me. It's like, wow. Well, so I mean, I mean, the in the way I see it is that I open Teams in the morning and it's not filled with stuff for me. It's like, oh, that's, that's true. Like, like, that's there's nothing like, is this thing on? Yeah, yes, it is. All oh, right, yes. everybody's going. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I had obviously there's some because China and India are working normally, but still, uh, especially the evening uh, of my evening located in Finland, and uh, that was interesting. It was super weird. Right? It's like end of the world. What Where is everybody? What's what happening? Exactly. You, <laughs> you like? What am I supposed to do now? Like, yes, there's nothing for me to do. <laughs> Anyway, that was really good. Anyway, 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 let me share my screen. Uh, so we'll actually go through some of the articles from this week. Let's start with a one from Chandani Prabhayati, uh, Prabhayati, uh, and she's from the from the wow cloud. No, the wow my brain. I I can see the logo in my eyes, but my brain is giving. You know, this isn't really relevant, but I know. But now I'm actually rapid. But uh, now you have to know. Now yes. you you get this rare opportunity to see Vesa actions spelunking and trying to find out who's from rapid where. Circle. Yes, rapid circle. Circle. I okay. do so much of you know writing people's names on podcasts and everything else. I should know, and I do apologize, Chandini, uh, because uh, I should, we definitely should remember that Chandini was on the show a few times. A few few months ago as well. So um, anyway, so uh, this is about creating a first Power Apps component framework uh, component with React. Um, and Shandani is a really good example of a person who has a previous SPFX background. And as a developer, then OK, so PCF components are actually also React components. So you can use the similar skills as you did with SPFX uh, to build those experiences. And that then that extends those components and functionalities which are available within the Power Platform. Uh, so really, really cool stuff. Um, you get your custom components available, and then you're able to start using them within the toolbar. It's, um, by the way, an awesome example of the how the pro development to, from pro dev to low dev in the Power Platform. So the pro developers can create reusable code components, and then the low developers uh, or the business developers can then enable or use them to be more efficient. Pretty cool. Thank you, Chandani, on this one. Awesome, awesome stuff. I think we should even talk about more about PCF components every now and then because it's, it's a cool setup. Now, uh, from Mark Rackley, uh, there's five tips for embracing Gen AI, generative AI, in the Microsoft 365 without using Microsoft 365 co-pilots. Um, a lot of uh, actually interesting uh, things here. Obviously, in Power Platform site, AI is already available, uh, and you can actually start using some of those components uh, for free by part of your Power Platform uh, license. Um, and then there are other elements which we can take advantage of already kind of a 
analyzing the content and automatically making operations and actions based on the information, right? Correct, correct. It's always it's always the thing like where you you know you have a bunch of tools available to you, and at the end of the day, you need to choose like when does it make sense to apply which one? Like if correct, you, like not right. not everything's a hammer and everything's a nail, right? So. True. You need to, like with everything else, you need to become aware of all the different tools that are available to us and think through when does it make sense to to, to use what. Yep, absolutely, 100%. Now, on Paul Pollack's uh, blog, we had a uh, highlights from Ignite 2023 from his perspective, of course, um, and and a lot of, lot of focus on AI and Copilot. Uh, Paul is working in a company who has access on Copilot, so he kind of realizes already what you can do. Uh, and can use that on a day-to-day -day basis. Microsoft Copilot Studio, awesome, awesome uh, thinking points and moving forward. And we can see this to evolve uh, significantly in the future as well. Uh, SharePoint Premium, really, really cool. Also AI-powered uh, functionalities. And so technically Microsoft Syntex is now renamed to be SharePoint Premium to provide a bit more context what this is all about. Syntex was not necessarily super clear from a naming perspective. Uh, Azure AI Studio, obviously big, big, big thing uh, for creating those tenant level settings and then Microsoft Copilot dashboard for insights and new blocks that came out at the same time. Cool, thank you, Paul, on this one. Really, really cool stuff. We also had a blog post from uh, Sutharsan uh, related on how to transfer files from local system folder to Azure storage via SFTP. That's actually really interesting as well. So how can we automate file comp uh, file deployments uh, from the local uh, file systems to the Azure side? And I guess we have a, some sort of a script here waiting, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh, we're doing console application. Okay, that's fine as well. Absolutely, we can we can do the, the console application and code, uh, the automation as well. So basically, how can we deploy stuff automatically from on-prem? Quite actually typical scenario. You would do replication of your local stuff, whatever, to the cloud. Why not? Uh, Thank you. I don't know. To me, you know, storing files locally is like, wait, what? Yeah, fair point. Fair <laughs> point. Fair point. That's true as well. That's Ahead of true. the curve already. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like if you've got files, like maybe one use case would be like, hey, you want to have, you want to build something in a cloud and you need to, or you want to keep either in sync or upload a bunch of stuff to the cloud from a yep. local store or from some other place. Totally, right? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, and that one is, by the way, using the BMP Core SDK behind us since that's obviously using Microsoft Graph uh, as well. Now, on here we have a new blog, uh, blog post from, ah, no name, no. Elaine, from Please uh, Digital, um, we did act, yeah. Yeah, uh, and this is around SharePoint column formatting, lookup columns and special characters. So how to take those into account and how do they actually render them properly uh, within here. Um, so column formatting is a surprisingly powerful way of, of uh, modifying the rendering of the list data within a SharePoint or in a Microsoft list. Uh, so really, really cool. Uh, good reference point as well, how to handle those uh, special characters uh, based on this guidance. Good, good. Vardhaman had a new blog post related on uh, Teams tab fails on load on the new Microsoft Teams desktop client. Mm. Um, oh, no. 
actually quite a few people are running into this one, which I'm not that surprised. Um, the solution is actually pretty simple. Uh, but technically, if you're using an older version uh, of the uh, Microsoft Teams JS SDK, you uh, or your code has not been prepared for this, you might be wondering on, okay, so wait a minute, uh, I'm trying to figure out uh, the Microsoft Teams host name. So am I actually hosted in Outlook? Am I hosted in Teams? Am I hosted in somewhere else? And it might not have actually had the, ah, teams the modern. definition. Mm. Now, why would you, that's something that intrigues <laughs> me. Why would you want to specifically target code that runs in modern? In other words, the new teams, like why? Maybe, maybe some features or capabilities only work in a classic or some only work in, a, in the new. Uh, so mm. theoretically uh, that, but it, I, I'm all with you. This wasn't necessarily the smartest solution for Microsoft. Oh, I said it out loud. Don't quote me on this. <laughs> <laughs> but again, so it, it's, it's, we need to be careful. So it's smart that there is a different definition for the modern host, but then again, then this caused problems for anybody who it's did not have this in their code. It's incompatible with whatever the app built in the past. This it's is not, so... That's not a good thing. Yeah. We, and, we and need also, to learn from this. Yeah, and also you can imagine that if, if we have an org, right, that that's heavily invested in Teams apps, and they have some really important apps that, that, that run on Teams, it like that reminds me so much about you know all the apps that have been built built in the past, all the VSTO add-ins. Oh yeah, yes, yes, which and still run the like there was, there was new version that didn't do VSTO. Yeah, I I cannot upgrade because I yes. cannot use my apps in the new thing, yep. and that's yep. something that we definitely didn't want, right? So 100%. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, but yeah, so not necessarily the, the, the well, makes sense from a decision that whoever made the decision didn't consider the impact for existing solutions. And that was the downside in here. Uh, so not an optimal thing, but okay, uh, we learn from this um, and we'll, we'll definitely learn this internally in Microsoft as well. Now on the message and the show, they had the latest episode 311. Um, I think we're not catching up on them. I think there's something wrong. All they can hear. So we keep on, you know, we are doing the show, show in a weekly basis. You might, no, never mind. Um, Maybe their weeks aren't, aren't as long. That's, yeah. <laughs> but wait, if they do an episode once a week and we'll do an episode in once a week, oh, that explains. Yeah, but if, they, if their weeks are shor shor shorter, then they get to do more episodes. Daryl is based in Australia. That explains that. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's that shorter it. weeks. That explains. Yes. Yeah. That yes. Is, yes. Of course. That's true. Of course. And, and especially you know from 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 the end down. True. Oh, that's true. That's true. And especially you know on summertime, it's winter time, Australia. They have. Also, I think it was summertime. They have three time zones. On winter time, they have five. Uh, so you know that explains all of this. You know, yeah. time moves more faster yes. on winter when it's actually summer over there. Because it's, it's always now summer over there. That is true. Anyway, on the episode 300, <laughs> they, uh, the, the, the latest news, obviously, from the message center uh, for Tenant Admin, and they're, again, analyzing what's available. And there's a lot of, lot of new announcements. Uh, so there's, for example, one thing which, which I'm not sure if we talked about too much, but there's the, the name changes related on Planner and To-Do and then uh, Microsoft Projects. It's all getting bundled under the Microsoft Planner uh, name which is interesting there's a new logos on everything on that one so but 
uh, and a lot of additional other uh, other announcements which have been done. Now, these are pre-announcements, uh, roadmap announcements, which Microsoft both publishes out, and then uh, Daryl and Daniel uh, analyze always on what are they, what is Microsoft sharing. So, really what interesting show, by the way. Said? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we can learn, like, what have we actually said? Yes. <laughs> Now, on the video side, we have uh, Laura Rogers had a, a video around discover how Microsoft Viva can transform your business and improve productivity. I really, really like these kind of videos because again, it explains well, not that kind of an ad. <laughs> you can play yes. it soon, whatever. Yeah, I can. I can play it. I have an English operating system, English keyboards, English everything, and then I see my ads in Finnish. It's because geo, you are in Finland. There you go. Geo, geo. I know, but that's too bad. Uh, anyway, uh, but she's walking through <laughs> on the different uh, Viva uh, experiences and how they can improve the productivity, which is really really cool, uh, and what you can do with them. So thank you, Laura, on that one. Awesome, awesome video or live stream originally, but now then a video. Uh, Shane Young had a new uh, video around Power Platform Copilots you can use today, because there are Copilots in, in uh, Power Platform site, which are available today. Uh, so he talks about how can you use them, what's available, how they work, and all of that stuff. So thank you, Shane, on that one. Uh, that reminded me on something which I need to show uh, in here, because uh, just for the sake of it, because uh, we don't have that many articles. Yesterday, I ran into a, a folder. A folder in my file, uh, file system where I had uh, oh, from 2013, Todd and Shane. So. <laughs> from 2012, yeah. yeah wow. 2012. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 11 yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. Almost 12, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. That's pretty oh. far. But yeah. <clears throat> Time flies. Good. Time flies, absolutely. And some people don't move away from the community, right? Uh, so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, April uh, Dunan had a video around AI ethics in the Spotlight Navigation uh, Copilot, responsibly Copilot Chronicles episode three. I think we went through episode one and two already in the show, but we haven't mentioned episode three. And AI ethics is actually really, really interesting topic. Um, to be fair, first time I heard about the terms like AI ethics and everything else, it's like, eh. But then when you start reading and analyzing and understanding the, the biases and all of that, which AI can come on with, based on the training data, it's actually really interesting. There's this lot of interesting, uh, you know, technical challenges, what AI providers need to think through. And we, as yeah. who use that, need to think through as well. So. Well, yeah, but it's, but it's hard in a way, right? Because on one hand, you want AI to train on facts, but then you're asking it for opinion. And what what is an opinion? True. Right? Like you, True. you form an opinion True. based on your experience. AI is, doesn't have an experience, so it got True. needs to True. infer that from something, and right. that means means right. from other opinions, right? And then it needs right. to be trained. Like, no, no, you cannot, right. you but cannot do that. You the, cannot. The classic yeah. example is the image database of different kind of people and cultures and all of that, which has been used for training for the last fifteen years, and that's biased. The source data is biased, so yeah. you need to. The baseline data which we use for baseline training in many of the, the AI things is always biased on certain direction. And that, that is not necessarily, definitely not a good thing. So, but it's interesting to understand how it actually works. Uh, yeah. Super, super tip beneficial. And what is the implications even for the society around that oh, yeah. uh, AI biases and ethics. So. Anyway, uh, and then uh, Paolo had a episode 270, accessing Microsoft Graph we, um, with managed identity uh, within the Microsoft uh, Azure. So really, really cool stuff. Is, is it in Microsoft? I think it's in the Microsoft. Uh, well, anyway, using Microsoft Graph with managed identity. Uh, 
definitely in Microsoft Azure. Well, what well, else would it be? Of course, it's in Microsoft Azure. Entra, See, I'm talking myself. Entra identity. Yes, yes, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yes. Cool. Thank you, uh, Paolo, on that one. And then the final thing, uh, just to call out, we're getting a lot of, lot of samples. Uh, where is our number now? Uh, is it again gone? There we go. Uh, one, uh, one, 1769 total results uh, already, uh, which is really, really cool. A uh, lot of updates across the board uh, and, and a lot of new samples, especially right now from the Copilot uh, site. So the whole category is relatively new since Ignite um, because now it's finally available for some customers and partners. And then we can start seeing contributions from the community around the Copilot samples as well. And of course, the initial set of samples are seeded by, seeded by Valdek, your team, right? Uh, for that, yes. On although I mean, like, like we he created only few, but there there is more coming. And and again, like the you know when when we will get a broader adoption, that thing will skyrocket because everybody will build, you know, will try to extend cult pilot to their needs. Yep. And the cool thing is, is that you're doing with existing tech. So yes. if you've built a messaging extension in the past, you can build a plugin. If you yep. build a connector, which you, you you can use already now, that's also a way to extend it, right? So yep. as such, there's like you don't need to learn much new things, right? Like you can you you will, you will need to learn about things like how do you write proper name description, how does that influence the prompt? But these are relatively small things comparing to knowing how to build a message extension. And if you learned right. that once in the past, right. you're already in the game. You Correct. don't need to learn anything new, and that is really really cool. Correct. And, and I, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have more coverage on the samples and co-pilot extensibility as, as within the spring is coming and all of that. Uh, after the holiday season, we'll start uh, explaining a bit more. But technically, two different extensibility points. One is seeding the data uh, to the index, like right in the search, which is the Microsoft Graph uh, connectors, getting the data in, uh, taking advantage of semantic search, all of that stuff. Uh, and then the other option is the the, uh, the plugins, which is basically the Microsoft Teams messaging extensions. Um, and that's basically on runtime querying and the graph is that you get the data in the system uh, for analysis, analytics already when you when you are well indexing the data it will be in the system right with platinum pl 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 no not plug and craft connectors craft connectors you're getting the data yeah you, you mentioned search, first, you're yeah, getting in yeah. the index and then the plugins as in messaging themes ex message yeah. teams extensions uh messaging extensions uh it's a runtime query Correct. of that information Correct. um for the query what has been asked so yeah but and those are the two extensibility points right now there are actually other things which we're planning to do as well so there's a lot of lot of interesting scenarios related on copilot and ai yeah. but i guess that's it for now or do you have something to yes well, on? well the, the one thing that i wanted to add right like, it's like even though you might not have access to copilot for microsoft 365 just yet the cool thing is is that you already one explore the samples that we've got and two right. run them even maybe you will not be able to see them in Co copilot itself but you will be able to run them execute them learn them and see them in action either in and 365 search context iq or or in teams right and that will yep. kind of you can already ramp up your skills so that the moment you are ready or you have the access, you will be able to build from day one as opposed to trying to learn, wrap your head around it then. Right. So, and, right. and, and, and again, these are all skills that benefit you already now, now as opposed to like, like you don't need to wait with that. 
absolutely. Now, coming on, on that one, I, I will ask, I'm watching the clock, but I, I, there's an interesting, with mentioned the semantic search and the value of graph connectors. How do you, how do you define what is a semantic, a semantic search? Semantic search. So, uh, so, 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 semantics are all about the meaning. Right, like in the past way, and the best, the easiest way is to compare it to a keyword, right? Like a keyword, if you do a, a keyword search, you need to use the exact word, I and it will match the word or not. And sure, yep. there are you know ways around it with synonyms and language processing and like having like similar forms of the word, but still, it will not be able to infer meaning of a word, it's just a word. Yep. Right. Well, uh, whereas with sense and, and semantic search, I think the easiest way to under, to explain it is like search will understand your intent, and then yeah. based on that, it we will know the that context of those words rather yeah, than exactly. It will, yes, yes. Basically, the the meaning of them. Right. It yes. will know what you mean, and then based on that, it was like, oh, you mean that, right? Yep. So if you if you search for an issue, it will also know to so to look for tickets and yep. bugs and yep. problems and whatever else you might use as a word for a ticket because it, yep. it knows that that is what you mean. You mean yep. Not something just registered yep. with a, a issue that you might have, right? Yep. So you, you no longer need to use the exact words. And that makes it really powerful because again, like if we, if we think about all the G, GPT like experiences, it's chat. Yep. Right? And the last sure. thing you sure. want is to kind of, no, 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 like, in order for, for you to be able to use it, you need to use the exact word. Like, you know, the easy thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no, that, that's not yeah. like if, if, if that is supposed to be uh, commoditized and available for everybody, yep. then it needs to be approachable, you know, with all the different backgrounds, different uh, level of even know, knowing a language, yep. right? Because yeah. if you are not native in English, well, maybe you don't know the exact keyword, but maybe you know the the other word is kind of Correct. similar. So, no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, right. So, so I, I think that I that think plays that a really powerful uh, role. Absolutely, and, and there was a really good example. I think it was in a semantics uh, index, uh, whatever the mecha mechanics, uh, Microsoft mechanics demo, where they actually showed it in a, or explained it in a really well that if you if you process the queries based on the keywords, like a capital of France. We know immediately that we're referring to a capital of France, but computer, if it's keyword space, is going to be searching for capital and a French as a separate things. So you're basically searching from the index all of the things, and then you get a France and France. This is the Wikipedia France page and all of that stuff. But it doesn't understand that you're looking into the capital of France, which as a semantic syntax understand the context, and it will give you Paris as yeah. the answer and able to move forward from there. So there's not the individual keyword search it's the whole uh, context yeah uh, finally we're getting there actually really cool uh, oh, so yeah. <laughs> now anyway a lot of samples I'm, I'm just realizing that we could have actually stopped sharing the samples already at this point a lot of samples available here uh, craft connector samples are the ones where you can actually already use them today to seed your internal uh, business content and content directly to the Microsoft search index that doesn't mean that you're training AI not at all that's not what it means. Uh, it's basically in the context of the Microsoft 365 search. And then as we are querying stuff, uh, we are basically using that for grounding and the baseline information. Um, and that's getting then transformed to a, a human understandable language. It doesn't again mean that the AI will get access on your data. No, 
that's not correct. Yeah, uh, how it's actually. Well, I mean, yeah. well, AI gets access to your data, but you don't train them all because at the end of the day, correct. if you correct. interact with AI, correct. it will yes. get access. It to will it. because but in, it's the, in the set of results, it. correct. Yeah. In the set of results from a business system, it will get them to the large language model, which will then translate that to a human understandable response. That's that's how it yeah. technically works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're not using your data outside of your data boundaries, which is a really, really exactly. Important. And we know, in, and we don't use it to train the models, and it's not right. leaking outside. It's not be, becoming a part of the right. model so that it can be used by others. But like, no, yes. no, that's not the case. It stays within the boundaries of your tenant. Yes. yes, that's the enterprise level guarantee of what we're providing. Anyway, yeah. that sounded really bad. Anyway, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. Bad. Cool. I think this is it uh, for this episode. Thank you, uh, Kat, for joining us. A really cool discussion. We'll catch you back on our show as we discussed uh, within the within the recording as well. Uh, awesome to catch up as well and get get the additional background where people are coming from and, and their thinking points. Um, we'll be back within another BMP Weekly, I guess, within a week. Uh, within a few weeks, we'll have actually holiday break, right? Yes, but that is within a few weeks. In in yes. a week, we'll be back with another episode with another guest. And more news. Yes. Right? Yes. Record videos, share samples, and do let us know. Help us to yes. help you. Help us to help you. Really cool. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. We'll be back. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.